We're the Cullies, and we decided to sell everything and move on to a boat. Are you recording? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't say that. All right. Well, for now, we're going to drop anchor, make ourselves comfortable, and tell you a story. This is episode 18 of the Drop Anchor Podcast. Dog Overboard. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Kendra. And this week's episode is all about water. Water, water, everywhere. (laughs) I think that we had to take some notes and narrow down like the few things we should talk about because we could go on for hours. (laughs) Yeah. With the boat life right now. Right. But we'll narrow it down. We'll narrow it down a little bit. So um, as long as we're talking about water. Kendra, why don't we why don't we start with your first water adventure and uh we'll are go we from gonna, there. I'm gonna lead up to the dog then. Like we're gonna start with our water and then his water. Yeah. Okay. Um well this week we ran out of water a few times. <laughs> you'd think that running out Twice of water on me. <laughs> yeah, you'd, you'd think that running out of water isn't something that would happen at a marina. Um but when you live on a boat and you want to be able to do things like wash dishes, take a shower, take a shower. Uh, you have to think about water supply, and yeah, so that's so, something new. So I guess we should talk about how that works on a boat. Right, right. So, <clears throat> so when, so for example, when you're at your house, ordinarily you've got some sort of pump system pushing water into your house and into your, all your plumbing system. So you turn the faucet on, you've got water. You don't really think about it. I never think about it. Right. Uh, if you live on a well, uh, there's one extra layer where if something goes wrong, then it might be your well. You got to go out and figure out what's you know what's happening there. I think we've always had a well that had like that backup tank, though. So even when we've lost power, like we've had that backup tank, we've never lived without it. Right. Right. We've never like run out we've of been water. Right. Fortunate. Right. Even as in well people. Right. Even in California. Um, right. We had that big tank. Correct. Correct. Um, if you add one, <laughs> trying to think of layers to build this up. So if let's say that you live in a in a camper for a while. If you're you know, if you go to an RV park with a with a camper, well, we did or live an in RV. a camper no, right, for a while. Right. But we were just always hooked up to water. Right. So in that case, uh, you'd find an outdoor spigot, kind of like the water you know water outlet to your house. And um, you, you mean where your hose goes? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you'd have that spigot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I call it. Um, so you'd run that to the water inlet on your camper or RV. And then you you turn the water on and then you'd have pressurized water in the RV. But if you didn't have that hookup, then you have water tanks inside the camper or RV and a pump that would pump water throughout all the systems. Right, because um, we've been camping and done that before. We didn't have hookups. Right. We relied on the tank. Correct. And then we tell the kids, like, when you're brushing your teeth, turn the water off. Yeah, don't, 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 don't let don't it keep endless water. Well, one of the nice things about uh, like an RV park or a camper park is that you could just stay hooked up to the pressurized water. We just call it city water for, you know, to make it easy. And when you have it that way, then your pump never needs to do anything. You're just hooked up and it's it's like being in your house. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're on a boat, you can't be permanently hooked up to city water because... If there is any fail point in the water system, you suddenly have pressurized water filling up the inside of your boat. Well, also, it's kind of like, it's not like, okay, when I've watched you fill this up, you're just putting the hose, like, 
into a big hole that you're not like screwing into for pressurizing it. Right. Whereas I've seen you screw that like in on the our campers. So like how it's screwed, I'm imagining it's part of the pipe system basically. Correct. That's so exactly right. on the boat, you would just over like be overflowing it. It'd be coming right. back out. In fact, one of the number one causes for boats to sink is actually being hooked up to city water and something going wrong. So do those boats have the option to like hook up then? Because like I know this one doesn't. I mean, I've watched you. It does. This so, one has the option to do that? Yes. So oddly, oh. a lot of boats have a hookup so that they can be connected to city water. Um, so and you I don't, don't have to think about it. Right. I didn't know that. And uh, so there's always a warning, which is don't ever walk away from your boat when you're doing that. So I, I don't even know why those really exist, because you're never going to hook up and then just stand there while it's hooked up. You're going to use the water that you're trying to bring into the boat. Um, hmm. So they exist. It exists on this boat. It exists on our old tolly craft. I just know that, like, OK, there were times that you would, on the camper, fill the tank too much. And I would tell you, like, whoa, 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 too much. Because the tank has, like, an overflow. Mm -hmm. And then I'd see water on the ground, like, so it's overflowing. On the boat, <laughs> well, it yeah. just keeps filling our boat. Like, there's not an overflow off the side of the boat. Correct. So the bottom part of our boat where the tanks are would just keep filling with water until we sink. Correct? Um, no. So Is there a safe, like... No, so there's not, there's not an overflow valve on our boat like there is in the campers. On the boat, where you're putting the water in is where the water would just come back out again if it was too full. Like, it would just start overflowing right where you're putting the water in. So then how do you sink? How do you see boats that sink from water? So where we, where we have the hose going into uh, to, to fill our holding tanks, um, again, that would just kind of overflow. But if you were to actually hook up, if you were to connect it to like city water, like, you know, like we do on our camper, um, where it would sink is if a pipe breaks. Like in the boat. Yeah. If any, if there's any failure in the plumbing, and there's lots of plumbing that happens in a boat, any one spot. If... And you can't really get to a lot of the plumbing. Right. Like. Not so easily. We'll get to this. We're why we were looking at some of the plumbing last night. Um but, like, I was shining lights and flashlights and taking pictures behind cracks, and I realized there was so much that is running through the boat where water is flowing that we'll never get to unless we literally took, like, a chunk of wall out. I yeah, mean, exactly. I, I have no clue how you would get to that pipe. I don't know. Yeah. So, all that being said. We don't have a crawl space like a house. Well, no, we do. I mean, that's that's the engine room. Right, but... But a lot of these hoses don't run in that. They run mm -hmm. behind things along the walls. So, um, all that to say, I will never hook up our boat to city water. It'll always be <laughs> filling up our two tanks. Um, so, that being said... <laughs> yeah, so there's there's two tanks on this boat. One's a... I, I believe... One's a one's a 100-gallon tank. And I love one's that. A, you believe. Well, I haven't measured them. <laughs> um, one's, one's supposed to be a 50-gallon tank. Another's supposed to be a 100-gallon tank. And these tanks are under our bed. We found the, that out today. <laughs> no, not today. This week. Yeah. Um, and so when you have the these giant tanks, there's valves to choose which tank you want to pull from. So we've got this pump. We run the shower. We run the sinks. And uh, yeah, I mean, you can run off of the 50-gallon tank until it runs out. And then you can switch to the 100-gallon tank, which I suppose is backwards. The 50-gallon tank is probably the reserve tank. So we should run primarily off the 100. 
Um, and when that runs out, we switch to the 50, et cetera. But, um, so I was showering this week. <laughs> tell your story. <laughs> uh, one of the days I was showering. Um, both times you weren't here. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, the first one, like I ran out before I really got in. So I was just like, well, I guess I'm not showering right now. Oh, you're just heating the water up and then it. Right. Like I uh... hadn't actually like done anything. So it was fine. The second time, which was like two days later, um, I had gotten into the shower and realized, huh, I have no shampoo. No one's here. Um, my shampoo was missing. The girls took it because they ran out. So I used your shampoo, which is <laughs> Old Spice, and was oh. like, oh, it's fine. It's just, it's fine. I, I just need to shower and nobody's here. At least I have water. That's what I was thinking. At least you have water. And I'm like... Full on sudsy hair, and there starts the water. Now, I've learned I have like a little bit of a trickle. <laughs> so I hurried up and was like rinsing as fast as I could, and then had to get out and wait for you to come back and fill up the tank. Yes. So wow. I've learned a couple of things. I had to do some research on exactly how our tanks work and how to switch between the two tanks. The other thing that doesn't work is telling us how full they are. Yeah. That's so not working. We have a gauge that tells us, that's supposed to tell us exactly how much water we have in the tanks. And I have discovered that they're not like super accurate. the needle accurate. just jumps around. <laughs> You're like, is it full? And I'm like pushing the button. It's like, like, just the needle's just dancing. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Um, <laughs> I know that. Game. I know that in having talked to the previous owners, um, there was a something about the wiring where the needles were reading backwards. And so full is empty and empty is full. But so then we thought, okay, that's it. But that wasn't it. Yeah, even after having even after having filled the tanks, um, they both read completely full, which or means dance. completely empty. One of the tanks just like <laughs> dances around. I think tank one just the needle just dances around on that mm-hmm. one. Hmm. The needle, that's what it is. I'm just like you know saying it's dancing. I couldn't think of the needle. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So basically, just whenever anyone takes a shower, I just know. Well, I should probably fill the tank up some and um, eventually I'll check the wires and 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 check the gauges again. I feel like it's awesome that we have a bigger hot water tank. Like they did put in a bigger one than the boat came with. So it's a 20 gallon. I don't know what the original was, but apparently that's bigger. Um, But we can actually take a pretty decent shower with 20 gallons. And I think the girls um, are taking longer showers. Yeah, they have no concept of running out of hot water. Right. And since... I think we run out of water before we run out of hot water. I think I mean, we, that's, yeah. No, we have. And so, um, and that's the problem when I was in the shower, like the cold water runs out. And so like how I know it's running out is it gets really hot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I know. Um, and it wasn't just twice we ran out of water. You ran out of water. You were showering. You're the third one to run out oh, of water. Oh, that's right. Luckily, it was at the end of your shower, right, so it was right, no I was big done, deal. Right. Um, so technically, this week, we have run out of water three times. Right. But I, I think it's less about there not being enough water storage and more about I haven't figured out exactly right, I don't think you're how putting to change very the much valves. In. Right, right, exactly. So. Yeah. So that's our, that's our water so we have experience a with the running shower. running list. <laughs> that's number one. Of things to fix. I have a little <laughs> uh, piece of paper and like, what's high on the list? So I kind of feel like knowing how much water we have. Seems important. Seems important. So yeah. it's kind of high on the list. So, yeah. What's next on your list? Um, <laughs> I 
remember. Well, I think that the situation that we just discovered last night might suddenly make its way to the top of the list, which is oh, yeah. the toilet situation. Yeah, so I don't know. I get weird. I, I like cleaning. I'm kind of a clean freak. That's not weird. That's good. Well, sure. I guess. It makes me wonder how our kids are going to grow up, like with the mom who just cleans all the time. But I, I, th- I think either... I think some of them might become super clean freaks, and some of them might become like slob hoarders. I well, think that's what happens. Well, they're slobs right now, <laughs> right? Like, and I just constantly clean up after them. I'm not good about telling them to, because if I do, I end up cleaning up behind them because it's not to my standards. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just like things clean, so yeah, I decided I th- last night to clean their bathroom. It was disgusting, and it's small, so. I was thinking, okay. Oh, wait, I got to add one more layer to, to things being kind of disgusting. <laughs> so when you're on a boat, you can't put toilet paper down the toilet. Right. So. Wow, you're getting poop talk again. Well, hey. Well, you are. You're talking about toilet paper. I'm and- just saying that we've got this little tiny trash can that gets filled with yucky toilet paper. And the kids, for whatever reason, well, just keep mention- shoving three girls three yeah so it's so not you don't understand this part but we go through more toilet paper than you okay <laughs> and there's three of them sharing a bathroom but they're not good about emptying the trash that's the point like, i was getting to i have all the little liners i got them a better trash can that's like seals better yeah like it seals and and i got like the little things and i put it all in there I'm like girls this is like a daily chore this is added to the list but yeah, They've not done it once it's yet. Not. <laughs> anyway, I thought if we went from this big bathroom that they just spread out and would leave things all over the counter and all over the floor. So when they go to school on a normal day, one of my like before I leave the house, I run through their bathroom and just put everything back. I know I'm enabling, I guess, but maybe Um, I thought, OK, surely in this tiny little space, they're going to put some things away. Otherwise, there's no counter left. We should put a picture of the bathroom on the Instagram account so that people can see how like big this is. How small or how small it is. it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Might give people a better sense. Well, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> it was a mess. So I went in there to clean it. And I'm like, I mean, ugh, there was wet towels everywhere. Hate that so much. Yeah, that's so weird. I, I don't know. Whoever showered I, last, which I can never. Yeah, there's not even any room for wet towels. No. And so, they, so they just cram wet towels in on the floor. All, <laughs> all sorts so of places disgusting. in there. Does anyone else have teenagers that are disgusting? Raise your hand. <laughs> um, anyway, so they're supposed to hang up their towels outside in the flybridge where we are because they will dry because they don't dry in that tiny bathroom. Right. So I look at the floor and behind the toilet, there's like weird water. And I don't think it's from the kids. So I say, Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> so I come in and right away I'm thinking, okay, water by a toilet. The water is either... The... And we don't have boys. I already said that. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, and, and, and I didn't make that mess. <laughs> I hope not. So, um, figured either the water is the yucky water that's supposed to exit the toilet, which I'm a little horrified by, or it's the less yucky water but that still, comes like, into the toilet. It's not fresh water. Uh, I don't know if we've explained that. Oh, yeah. That's one of the holes at the bottom of our boat, is that the toilets are pulling water... From the water below us. 
to right. fill the tank. So, so it's your, still not like super clean water. Right. So so in your house, um, you have a toilet and behind the toilet is this big basin, which fills up with water. You flush the toilet. All that water rushes into the bowl. And that's part of the system to get it out. <laughs> Wait, a, I want to say my favorite part. Huh? When you were coming to dab up the water, you were like, I don't know if this is fresh water or seawater or poop water. And I don't really want to lick it to find if it's out of its salty. Like... It would, of course, be salty because all the water that's being pulled, like, no matter what, it would have been oh, that's salty, right? True. But- that's true. You know, I only said that because of another <laughs> because of another group of boaters that we follow. Um, Do they taste the water? They have because they needed to find out <laughs> if water that had gotten, that, that was leaking towards their bilge was, was fresh water, in their case, like from their water heater or something, um, or if it was from the sea. And I don't remember what the results were. If you had licked that paper towel, I would never kiss you again. <laughs> okay. Anyhow. So, so listen. So, in your house, uh, you've got this, uh, you've got the tank that fills up with water and it fills up the bowl and then that, that flushes out of the system. On a boat, uh, typically that system doesn't exist. What you have... Maybe some it, do. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Um, in, in our case, what we have is a... Um, the water that comes into the tank to help flush actually gets sucked up from the water that you're sitting in. Like the boat is floating in, in either if you're in a lake, fresh water, or in our case in the sound, we're in salt water. So our, our uh, toilet bowl gets filled up with that water, marina Mm -hmm. water in this case, which isn't great either. I mean, when you're in a marina, you've got other boats, diesel fuel, and if anyone else leaks out. (laughs) Well, we had the big sinking boat that we talked about last week that happened, you know, not too far from us. And depending on the tide, we would be getting some of their diesel. Right, right. So, so all this to say, um, I'm looking at this this water that's building up around the toilet, and it again, it's either the water that's supposed to exit the toilet bowl, which is the yucky, yucky water, or the water that's supposed to fill the bowl, which is slightly less yucky water. Um, the good news is <laughs> uh, it's not the yucky, yucky water. It's not the poop water. Um, it's the water that's being pumped into the bowl from down below, you know, from the, uh, from the sound. So uh, I didn't isolate exactly where the water leak was coming from, but I know that it's at that system. So as long as we're not refilling the bowl with that pump, there's no leak, which means for the moment, um, we're going to have to instruct our kids to fill up a cup from the sink to use that, to fill the bowl with, so that we're not using that pump. We'll figure it out, but that's the issue right now. Oh. What were you thinking? No, I just telling the kids to do that sounds messy. Because they're not right. Using the pump well, is yeah. messier. Yeah, I just I'm the one that cleans up after everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like more chores on my list, but it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. I have this view, and the seal went by a little bit ago, and I got to watch him swim, so it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> no issues. You know, one of the things that I've brought up a few times just in talking with people about this whole boat life is, um, it's not easier. No. A lot, of, a lot of people think it's all just, hey, you're living on a boat, you've got this great view, you can go wherever you want to, and, and all that is true, but it is not less work. And so I, I want to dispel any myths that we've got the easy life. Um, it's We have a pretty life. We have a very pretty life. So it's a bit like appreciating art and knowing that you have to work hard for it. I, I don't know. I think it'll be easier, or not easier, but like when we're just focusing on the boat and like the little fixes we have here and there i think it'll just be like that's our day to day i think right now we're a little bit more stressed 
because we still own a house that we're trying to sell right. and, you know, we're there last night still trying to clean up and you're telling me we can't bring anything else on the boat, but I still have stuff there and I'm sorting that stuff. So I think, and we own another boat. <laughs> right. We've got that another you're boat still that we're still sh- trying to sell. Showing and we have to <clears throat> check on that boat. So I think when we're just down to this boat and the little things that we have to fix, I don't know if they'll be like that big of a deal. It's just, we had a long day yesterday. <laughs> well, how about this? So, yeah, if, I mean, if there's something that needs to get worked on and I'm able to dedicate time to it, right. that's great. But um, one of the things that's going to be a constant battle is with the electricity. Like, there's no amount of us spending time on the boat and having dedicated time that's going to stop the breakers from popping when you're sure. trying to run four things at once. I don't think that that has stressed me out. I know I'm the one that's popped. I'm the one who's <laughs> been popping the breaker <laughs> because I won't give up my fancy blow dryer. Right. So one of the questions that got asked So you just go flip a switch. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. And turn the heat off while you blow dry. So if you go to dropanchorpodcast.com and you go to the forum section, which is kind of our community page, um, people have the opportunity to ask us questions that show up on the podcast. And one of the questions that came up by uh, the user Andrew, he's actually a buddy of mine, um, he asked the question about electricity and how that works on a boat. and so I, you know, now it's probably a good time to explain it a little bit. So, well, and you should explain the difference. Like our particular marina that we're in only goes up to thirty, but there are ones that go up to fifty. I didn't know if you were going to explain. Yes. That. So most marinas, um, at least in the Pacific Northwest, have a limit of thirty amps, which means that you can only draw thirty amps from the power source. And oh, there's not very many that go to fifty. As far as I know, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So here's the, and, and 30 amps is kind of hard to imagine, I suppose. Um, your dryer, yes, your dryer, for hard. example, <laughs> um, if you don't have a gas dryer, uh, your dryer on its own is pulling over 20 amps. Um, that's that's a normal thing. We don't have a dryer um, as far as a washer dryer on the boat. Um, but uh, just to give you an idea. So um, here's what can happen if you're limited to 30 amps at the main pedestal. And the pedestal is kind of like where your pl- your main plug-in is for, uh, for your boat. So... Imagine that your boat is just one appliance. Like it's a big, I don't know, it's like a big blender. Or it's a bad example. It's just it's it's, it's a the big thing blender. <laughs> no, I mean it's just a, it's just the thing you plug in. So you plug in your boat. Okay. Well, you plugged in the boat, and now you've got all these little outlets and devices on the boat itself that are drawing from that main plug. And we have five people. We have five people in the boat, and five we have phones and yes, and we have things like heaters. Uh, electric heaters. We have um, my oh, we, coffee pot. We've got a coffee pot. We, your um, your cooking appliance, your stove, mm-hmm. and the oven. Those are electric. We've got a microwave. We haven't used the microwave. Nope, we haven't done that I yet. I don't know how much that pulls. Um, and then we also, and this is something you don't know, um, we have an inverter that charges the batteries. Mm. And so every now and then, when the battery, when the DC batteries start to run a little low. The inverter charges them back up again, and that draws some amps. In fact, I think that draws about 10 amps just that alone. I don't know. Most of what you speak is just gibberish. I just push buttons. It works or it doesn't. And then it doesn't work, right. Well. And then there's these little red knobby thingies <laughs> on the dashboard something, and you're going to teach me which ones I've, like, made pop. Right. And then I can, like, you know, figure out, I guess, what I'm willing to give up while I'm doing something else. So here's what we know. So I've turned off heat while I blow dry. <laughs> if you run two heaters and the dehumidifier and your blow dryer at the same time, the breakers will pop. And I have a fancier coffee machine that also pulls a lot. It's not 
<laughs> it's not just a little drip coffee pot. So yeah, we've got an espresso it, machine. It pulls a lot too. It does. So, and I have a Vitamix I haven't even used, but I'm pretty sure that yeah, pulls a lot. Yeah, that's gonna pull a and lot. And the vacuum that we own or that we have is a Kirby, and it is like this massive machine. So I decided not to bring that on the boat because I thought. Well, that's one thing I don't want to do because someone has told me, like, you can't vacuum and do this at the same time. So I was at Costco two weeks ago, and they had a Dyson that you just charge. Right. So I'm like, well, I'm going to do that then. So that way while I'm vacuuming, I guess I haven't figured out how much it pulls while it's charging. Not a ton. It's a trickle charge. It's fine. But at least I'm vacuuming and not pulling any electricity. Right. So as far as life being easier or harder, having to think about how much electricity you're using. I mean, it's not like when we were kids. I've only popped it twice. (laughs) It's not like (laughs) when we were kids and, you know, our parents were always like, hey, turn off the lights. You're leaving all the lights. Like, like, it's not that issue. It is, you know, because we're worried about how much electricity. But I still do that. Is that that fine if the lights are on? Because I go around and I just like Yeah, because the the kids are constantly, yeah. Kids leave lights on. Well, because all the boat lights are LEDs. They're not drawing much of anything. So that's... You know for sure that they're all LEDs? I don't um, know. I haven't looked. I guess I don't know for certain that they all are. But they're not going to be the thing that causes the breaker to pop. Okay. So. <laughs> You're keeping, just going to tell me that it's me. It, it probably is most often going to be you. Um, keeping an eye on the amount of electricity that we're drawing at any given time is is a change. It's It's a different thing. And something else that someone told you is that, um, hey, by the way, with the other liveaboards and people on their boats, the power will get less in the winter, right? Because lots of people are running heaters. Yeah. So, so that's then interesting. we're fighting over power? Well, it kinda? means that we'll have less than 30 amps available during the months where we want to run the heaters. everybody's maybe running stuff, even on boats they're not living on because it's cold. They probably have some sort of heating system to keep well, things from freezing. Well, heater or dehumidifiers. Right. So there's a lot of electricity going out, so we have less? Well, yes. The nice thing is, in, in addition to the gas heaters, we also have a diesel burning heater. Which we don't know how much diesel that uses. Right. Yet. Right. <laughs> so the kids will be wearing sweaters when it gets too cold if uh, if we can't draw enough power. So that's we're, exciting. Right. We're dedicated. Like, okay, <laughs> we're running this heater and we're not blow drying and we're not having coffee. We're always going to have coffee. <laughs> I was going to say, this doesn't sound like fun yet. But, uh, but um, so yeah, so electricity is another just thing to think about. Yep. I'm still having fun, so I don't... No, no, yeah, me too. Okay. Just making sure, just checking in. I just want to make sure that everyone <laughs> that knows that we're doing this, like we have a lot of people that say, oh, I'd love to do that. I, You know, that's, that just sounds like such a romantic lifestyle. Um. But again, the reality of it is it is still work. It's not like we've escaped. I mean, we don't have a, a lawn to mow. We don't have to worry about, you know, weeds, but we have, well, I guess weeds that grow on the bottom of the boat. We, we Barn- have just barnacles. Yeah. Yeah. Those grow on the boat. Yes. Barnacles, mussels. Um, I, I'm not equipped yet to dive under the boat to take care of that myself. So we do pay someone to do that. Um, but again, we're, we're still, this lifestyle really is about trading one kind of work for another kind of work. And in the end, I still think that it is more work. It's just yeah. a smaller space, and it's beautiful. And we're going to be super fit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I've walked more 
while living on this boat Unfor- than I have in years. And unfortunately, my Fitbit's dead, so I don't know how many steps. <laughs> Wish I did. And I've just not had the time to go back. It's actually at the house, blah, blah, blah. Don't want to go get it. But it's, you said a thousand steps is what you... Not a thousand steps, a thousand feet. Oh. Three, a little over three football fields. How's that? Okay. So you measured it. Um, but every time we have to take the dog... Yeah, so that's a huge change, to right? To go to the bathroom. Yeah, so at the house where, we, where we've lived, we've been on an acre... And the dogs have always just been able to run out, do their business, and come in. We we, we literally never had to walk the dogs. Well, our last three houses, we've yeah, lived yeah, we've in. had property. We've right. had acreage and dogs that just we haven't even really had to pick up dog poop because they, they just like, find a place in the go woods, like yeah. out in the woods where we've lived, and then like, well, we, I don't care that you know the bears poop out there too. So right. So <laughs> now uh, we've had to get into the routine, or I have had to get into the routine of walking the dogs every day, and it's three times a day. So I get up early or in the more. morning. Oh, we haven't had two more though. We just have because it's just convenient because we're going well, out. Well, and also because to get them exercise. Right. So um, early in the morning, I'm typically the first one out the door. So I take. The dog for a walk, bring him back, and then around lunchtime we do the same thing, and then before bed do the same thing. Well, and it's like okay, say you have to, you know, you're going to work or we're taking the kids, you have to plan like almost a half an hour ahead to take him to the bathroom because you've got to walk him back before then you can walk back up to the car with the kids. Take the kids up, yep. So, um, lot of walking. Yeah. So and to take the trash. To take the garbage out, yep. Um, we've got to make that walk. So yeah, so just in the mornings, um, it's a thousand feet up, thousand feet back, then to take the kids, thousand feet. Up. So I'm already walking four thousand feet, <laughs> um, just to get up in the morning, really, just to start the day. Yeah, which is good. I mean, I, there's no complaints. I've not, uh, there's not been a single time where I've been like, oh, I hate all this walking. Like I love it. No, um, even on Friday night, I wanted to go out to eat because Friday nights usually are like, you know, let's go out to eat night, and I said, well, let's walk. I mean. We live in a city now, and I think that's what people do. So we walked. Yeah. Um, I just, I feel like it's good. It's good for our kids. No, I think so, I mean, so we've too. lived on acreage, but our kids are one of those that just stayed inside. Right. And this has been like... <laughs> yeah, you're forced to... Yeah, and they have to, to walk with walks. a backpack twice, and those are heavy. Yeah. So we're going to be fit, maybe. <laughs> 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 but one of those walks... Um, I'm trying to think. So it was me and you. That was like, what, Thursday night? Okay. And it was me and you. We walked the dog up to go to the bathroom. And when we came back, it had gotten darker. And our boathouse does have lights where we can light up the whole thing. But we don't turn them on very often. And then the back of the boat where the dog stays, um, it, we have lights back there. But I don't think I'd turn those on yet either. So... I think it was just that perfect amount of timing where we'd been gone to take him to the bathroom. It got darker. So we walked into the boathouse and we take him off of his leash and he has to walk the full length of the boathouse, which is what, 50 feet? Yeah. Yeah. And then jump onto the swim. And then he goes to the back and he has like two feet, a foot and a half to jump, maybe. No, it's like one foot. We pulled the boat pretty close to the side. That's true. Okay. Anyway, he just has to leap onto the swim step. And I had walked with him, but turned around for a second to say something to Josh at the, you were still at the front of the boathouse. And I hear like. Curse splash. Splash. So the water is now black. The boathouse is dark. dark, And our dog is black. (laughs) (laughs) And he is a lab. So he's a really good swimmer. 
We're very fortunate. Um, he actually loves swimming. Right. Um, and but he didn't know where to go. No. And But he's a very, very good swimmer. In California, we had a pool. And, like, <laughs> there were so many times. Like, he would probably jump in 20 times during the day. Like, I would be in the house and look out. And he would be, he just would swim laps himself. So, he loves water. And he's a good swimmer. But he's such a good swimmer that he doesn't make a lot of splashing. Like, he's just this, like... Very He's a very graceful swimmer. Graceful swimmer. So I can't hear him and I can't see him. So I'm yelling to Josh, turn the lights on in the boathouse. And I'm yelling to the kids to grab my phone for a flashlight. We should probably have flashlights close by too. And he should have some kind of light. I don't know, but it's dark. <laughs> and our oldest Hayden jumped out to help me because I'm got shorter arms and couldn't reach him. Um, so she could kind of reach him, but he kept swimming in the wrong direction. Not only was he <laughs> swimming in the wrong direction, um, our, and, and for, so we live in a boathouse, right? And the boathouse is on top of these giant plastic floats because it's right, not... They look like black tubs, yeah. right? Yeah. And and so, when, you know, they go up and down with the tide. So our, our the structure we're living in actually floats just like our boat does. And there's some spaces between the tubs. Right. And so while our dog was trying to figure out which way to swim, periodically he'd swim under, not under, but between some of these tubs, which... I, I don't know where they go. Like, I, I think well, they might go have, into another boathouse. Right. He could have gone into somebody else's boathouse. He could have gone under the dock up front because he went up front right, to right. the bow. Um, so, yeah, it's like maybe eight inches in between these tubs. So you've got a tub, then you've got an eight-inch gap, and we've got 14 tubs, right? I think we have 20. Oh, I don't know. Anyhow. But it took us a while, and at one point, he went to the front he went under and you can't hear him and you can't see him. I look at Josh like, I think we just lost our dog. Um, and he's so quiet. Um, but we didn't. And he's such a good swimmer. So Josh finally got the leash on him to like. Pull him in the right pull direction. Pull him kind of to like where he needed to go. And then I needed to, I dragged him, like dragged him with his leash through the water um, up to the swim step. And then I had to reach down and lift his body out. And he's um, what, 80 pounds? Yeah. I mean, he's a black, he's a full grown black lab. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he got off, he shook off. He was, he was fine. He wasn't scared or anything, but it made us realize, okay, this is a thing that can happen. Yeah. And in fact, we took him to Friday Harbor last summer and, um, he actually would give us the look like, can I jump off right. the swim step? Right. Um, cause it was hot and he's black. And so pretty much every evening when he was on the boat with us, we would let him jump and he'd swim some laps and then you'd lift him up. But we got him a life jacket then. So that it has a handle on the back, so you could easily get him back onto the boat. So he didn't have that on. Right. So and I don't know if I could lift him. Well, here's so here's a slight problem that we need to address, and it just as our list of things that we need to do is one, our boathouse doesn't have any safety ladders. So if any one of us this fell into just the water, sounds terrible. Like we're like incriminating ourselves right now. Well, I mean, it's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think many of the boathouses have safety ladders in them. I'll Probably find out. not, but our our swim step also doesn't have a ladder, and some do. That's the yeah. That, that's kind of where I'm going with this. So if any one of us were to fall in, um, we could climb out at the swim step. It's a little harder because our swim step is actually a little higher than it is on our old boat. Um, I think yeah, you'd need help. And as far as the boathouse is concerned, the walkway is considerably higher than the swim step, and so like you just couldn't pull yourself out that way. So. One, I do want to build some swim steps for the boathouse. So if we do fall in, we can, we can get up very easily there. And then as far as the swim step on the back of the boat, um, I'm going to need to install something. 
that A, makes it easy for us to get in um, if we fall into the water and also makes it easy for the dog to get in. Right. And so I've looked online and found some different simple things that... I didn't know you looked online. Yeah, yeah. Um, Some really simple things you can build for the dog to be able to climb back onto the swim set very easily. But to, to make that be effective, we would have to make Porter fall into the water over and over again and point him to the actual spot where he, he could get back in. Well, and he did figure it out when we were on the boat last summer. I mean, we were on the boat, what, eight or nine days or something like that? Yeah, on the tolly. And he figured it out. Like, he'd swim and he'd come back over to the swim step and you'd help him out. Like, right. He figured that that was... But I didn't have to help him out as much on that boat because, again, the swim step was lower in the water know. on I'm, that one. I've never lifted him out, so... Yeah. <laughs> so... No, this morning, actually, we were adding to our list, like, okay, we have a column of things to fix. Now we need a column of, like, safety things. Because right. we've told the kids it's the buddy system, so we don't let anyone, like, walk around the boat or get in and out of the boat alone. So that right. way, if someone fell in, there's a buddy system because the swim step, you'd need help at this point. Right. But um, we were actually just talking about safety measures this morning. So what? What's you- that look? You mean just talking about the dog? No, but then you were like, well, we should have like other kind of things like smoke detectors in the boathouse because we were talking about like, well, we oh, can't see yeah, yeah, if yeah. what, because we don't have windows like a house, we can't see if something's going on with a neighboring boathouse. So then we realized, oh, we probably need more alarms in our boathouse because inside our boat, in our boathouse, we can't hear anything. Right. So we might one, need more alarms. So, so because our boat is in a boathouse, and again, a boathouse is kind of like a floating garage. If we're going to run the engines, for example, just because periodically you should run the engines, or if we're going to run the generator or the diesel heater, the exhaust needs somewhere to go. And so we always open up the curtain so that the exhaust can go out. What we don't know is if any of our boat neighbors are running exhaust. And so if our if our curtain is closed and our boat neighbors are running their engines or whatever. Right, because between the like like the little float thingies... Can you see the neighboring ones so, like, air from theirs could drift into ours? I think so. I haven't looked. I mean, we should ask Porter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dog. Go check that for me. Um, but but because of that, it just means that someone else's exhaust is something to, con- to be concerned about, not just our own. So installing some uh, smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors actually in our boathouse right. um, might be a good idea as well. Yeah. This is just a different lifestyle. I feel like once we have everything in place, we'll be good. You know, not, I know we'll still have little things here and there, but it's just, it's a different checklist than a house. Right. So we're just rethinking all these things. Right. Not rethinking as in, should we live on a boat? No, but just, just how we, have... we look at safety measures. Right. Um, I actually had someone on Twitter um, when I mentioned that our dog fell in the water and, you know, we, we own a cat as well. Um, and them just kind of marveling that, oh, wow, these are things that you didn't think to even think about. Like you, you didn't have any idea that that's something you'd have to worry about. Um, and quite frankly, we're learning a lot of that as we go as well. Yeah. And I've never wanted to put a bell on the cat, but I kind of feel like we should. Oh. Cause she jumps off a lot and she just wanders. And if for any reason she were to somehow get into another boathouse or we didn't shut the door and she got out onto the dock and she's uh-huh. lost. Um, Hayden and I have been talking about, like, she doesn't have a collar either with her name. Right. So she might need one as well because she is constantly escaping. She hates, she likes being in the boat. So she knows when she's in the boat, 
she can hide and we can't really reach her in some places in the boat. And she's very quiet and sneaky like a cat would be. It's like a cat, yeah. Um, But like last night I'm doing the dishes and all of a sudden there I see her like <laughs> outside. And cats are funny. I mean, they can walk like on a tightrope. I mean, she walks on these things, but she could slip and fall in as well. Right. So that's exciting. Which I've seen people just dangle like ropes for their cats. And the cats just kind of claw their way up. But then our, we were reminded that we declawed her. Yeah, our, she our was cat doing a number front, on her furniture. Please claws. don't put me on your hate list that I declawed her. She was really ruining my furniture. <laughs> <laughs> and she's fine. She's fine. <laughs> I, that's like that's my phrase for today. So the only pet that's not giving us any any sort of worry is my gecko. Is he? He doesn't really come out. I think he's cold. He might be a little cold. I need to put a heat lamp in yeah. there. Yeah. And the boat's colder than, the, like, we allowed the house to get to right. or whatever, so. But we're not worried about him <laughs> falling overboard. Oh, no. No, not until you take him out and freak me out and I scream and say, put him away. I was going to say, put your lizard away, but that <sighs> sounds terrible. This is this is a family-friendly show. <laughs> is it? <laughs> I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> so one more thing that we've dealt with this week that's a little different than how we normally have lived our lives um, is dealing with laundry. Yeah. So if you've been listening and you've gotten through all of our episodes, you know that my list said laundry. Like I've had people who are like, hey, didn't your list say table? Which we'll have to take some pictures. We do have a table. It's not how I envisioned, but it works. Oh, really. your list like the things that you wanted on your on a boat. Like yeah, a washer, washer dryer. And, right. Because the, the, the big boat I wanted had a washer and dryer. Right. I didn't want to have to leave the boat. There's five of us. We make a lot of laundry. Right. The idea of, of toting laundry around in the rain in Washington just didn't sound like a lot of fun. So I've done some things with our kids that they've noticed, but I'm trying to tell them, like, <laughs> no judging. There's no judging on this podcast. Okay. People should know that. I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so one of our kids this week was like, Mom, I know you didn't go to the laundromat. Did you hang my sweater back up? <laughs> what? I said, yeah, I did. I did the sniff test. Oh. <laughs> and I checked for, like, stains. You're good. I hung it back up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but different... kids are bad at that. Like, I can go a few days in Right. They my try jeans. a shirt on, and then, <laughs> then they're like, oh, I wore it. It's dirty. Time but to wash it. We have girls. Sometimes they just change after school. Like, they change... And I find all of that clothes in the hamper all the time. And before, when we lived in a house, I didn't make that big of a deal with it, with it, you know, because fine, we just do a couple more loads of laundry. I don't have the time or energy to fight them. Right, right. Well, right now, I don't have the time or energy to do that much laundry. And so while they go to school, another little sweep that I do through the boat, which luckily it's a small space, doesn't take me long. I look for some of the things that they think are dirty. Now, socks. Definitely dirty. Definitely dirty. Um, Hayden gets even extra dirty in um, <laughs> sailing. If you have a sailor and they wear these boot things that are like rubber. They're like airtight, waterproof boots, basically. Oh, you know what it makes me think of? What is that movie? Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs and he sprays the rubber shoes on. Do you remember that? Um, you love that movie, I thought. You liked that one. Uh, he ha- comes up with rubber shoes that you never have to take them off. Well, she has those, only they do come off. Yeah, and they stink. And they smell really bad. I mean, the, the sailors talk about it. I, it's a new thing for me. 
We've never done sports. I don't have boys. But having a new smell, I don't like smells. So, anyway, our laundry adventure um, started with, okay, so we got a boat that doesn't have a washer dryer. And we managed to get a screaming deal on a washer dryer combo unit. Like the stackable apartment looking one. Yeah, exactly. And my first thought was, okay, I can probably make this fit on our boat. That's not going to be a problem. Um, And so we had it wheeled down, you know, down the ramps of our dock all the way to the boathouse, brought it in and very quickly realized, okay, this is not going to fit anywhere on it. First, it's heavy. Like I, I forgot how heavy washer and dryers can be. So heavy, not going to fit anywhere. Um, and then the second problem is, and this is for anybody that knows electricity, um, a non-gas dryer needs 220 volts. We don't have 220 volts. We only have 110. And for all the folks who are like, oh yeah, but you could just bring two different outlets. Nope. We, we literally, the, the system is set up to only provide 110 into the boathouses. So I ended up offering our washer dryer to the yacht club knowing right because i had said we'd been to a couple yacht clubs last year um that do have washer and dryers available right so when we were on our tully for two weeks i was able to still do laundry because there were other ones and i and i had said then like i wonder why ours doesn't give that as an option somewhere right so so the fact that that our marina (laughs) the fact that our marina doesn't have a washer dryer has meant that for us like we've had to run to the laundromat which, again, if it's raining, you're trying to tote around wet clothes, dirty clothes, clean clothes, whatever. It's it's not fun. So um, this washer dryer, which doesn't fit on her boat, which isn't going to work with the electricity in the boathouse anyway, um, I actually, I, I sent an email out to the folks that run the marina, that run the yacht club, and they have accepted the washer dryer unit uh, as a donation and um, are going to get it installed for us. So we'll have a washer dryer here at the marina. And instead of being at, like, the top of where, like, you leave or whatever, where our, where the clubhouse, it's not going to be there. It's actually going to be, like, in... Pretty the, close to our boathouse, actually. Right. They're actually putting it, like, where it's not so far. And I would like to clarify, I'm not against laundromats. I actually enjoy them because I get so much done. Giant, <laughs> giant wash machines. And a really fast time. And their dryers are, like, super fast. And so... Yeah, no problem. It's just having to go all the way out there is is the problem. Let's go back to how far we walk. And now I've got to go, what do you think? I have to go like 400 feet to get a cart because they have a second cart station. But I have to get a cart, bring the cart back here, load the cart full of clothes, then walk out. And if I'm not paying attention to where the tide is, now I've got this huge hill to climb (laughs) with a thing of laundry and... um. The other part is we live in Washington State, and we're about to hit rainy season. And so now I've gone to the laundromat, I've cleaned all the clothes, I get back here, and it's pouring rain. How am I supposed to get the clothes a thousand feet without getting wet? Right. So. So having a washer a dryer. Lot. Right, right. So having a washer dryer here in the marina, here in the yacht club, uh, I think will be uh, a huge relief for us. Hopefully. And we'll see. I think the other live aboard folks will probably appreciate it as well, unless they have a washer dryer on their boat already. Yeah. No, I'm just curious to see how often I'll be able to use it. Like if it's being used because it's only one for an entire, you know, community. Marina, right. Yeah. So. Yeah, that'll be interesting. We'll see. I mean, I mean, not everybody living here has kids. So. True. 
There's quite a few that don't. Um, I can only think of one that does. Everybody else is, you know, just two people. So they don't even have as much. I'm trying to deal with five people and a kid. With We're probably going to get the most use out of that washer and dryer. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, we'll keep you guys posted to see uh, as far as when it gets installed, how we are using it. And that'll be an interesting feature of, of our life. Or if I'm still going to the laundromat. Right. Right. Because I can do five loads at one time. <laughs> right. And then I'll just talk about how I get back in the rain. We'll figure it out. Stay tuned, people. It's just going to get more interesting, <laughs> I think. Perfect. Well, I don't know if you, everyone else can hear that seagull. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Though? Yeah. Um, I think that wraps up this episode. Uh, we've got... That's kind of loud. Yeah, <laughs> it's very loud. Yeah. We, uh, we've got some work to do um, on the boat, and uh, we've got to get this day going, so... I, yep. think, I think that is it for today. My coffee's gone, so we're good. We're good. <laughs> I love you. Love you. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to our show. Uh, make sure to stop by dropanchorpodcast.com to see what we're doing, both uh, in pictures and uh, on Facebook and on Twitter. We've got all the links there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>